brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. M-S-W Media. Hi, I'm Frances Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. And we are Frangela, and welcome to The Final Word! The Final Word with Frangela! The Final Word. 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 Thank you for joining us here on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network and MSW Media. Yes, because you know great information and entertainment. That's right. Yeah, you do. You're brilliant. You do. We also want to thank you, those of you who are already our Patreon supporters. You make our lives and work possible. We cannot thank you enough. Mm-hmm. And if you're considering becoming one, let's move on to action. Because <laughs> considered... Um, let me tell you something. I got nothing but pros on this. Do you know the first pro? You will be supporting this black woman-owned business. That's the first pro, and that's gonna help you in this life and the next. If you believe in that, uh, next three, four, neat three, four at you least. You want to come back as a cockroach or a baller? <laughs> Ask yourself these questions. And then let's talk about that secret stash of idiots. Do you know how many idiots we get, Angela? No, I do not. Of course you do. Of course you do. Well, I do, but I want to hear it. <laughs> we get we get hundreds and hundreds a week, but we can't possibly fit into one show. But you know where they end up? Is it in the secret idiot stash? That's right. So if you've been waiting to hear your name and haven't heard it, I'm going to tell you where you are. You're in the stash. Become a Patreon, then you get to hear it. You can also get a specialized video message from us. If you go to cameo.com and put in Frangela, you can request a video. You give it as a gift to someone or to Mm -hmm. yourself, maybe a pep talk. Yes, and please go to sexyliberal.com. Find out what shows we're doing coming up, you know, because there's some really good, good stuff coming up. And it's only going to get better. It's only going to get better. It's coming up, y'all. And always join us every Friday in the third hour of the Stephanie Miller Show for Fridays with Frangela. Because it's saucy. (laughs) Yes, it is. So this week... (laughs) is another installment of how long before this experiment called America is over. Yeah, you know, and this, what's, what's really interesting for anybody who read Rachel Maddow's prequel, which is simply about the last time when we had a world war and fascism tried to take over in Europe and tried to seat itself in this country, how we never prosecuted, how we never had enough, you know, information, how 
the people that were being looked at by for being and trying to create a Nazism and fascism and taking over democracy and trying to unseat democracy in this country, well, those were good Christian boys. Why would we prosecute good Americans? And Angela, we are in the same place now because we refuse, and we say it every week. We say it every week on Stephanie Miller. Nobody wants to listen to us but because we're two black women saying it. No one wants to prosecute white terrorism in this country, especially when the word Christian is attached to it. They have no interest in it. And that's been demonstrated in prequel, that's been demonstrated in our history from the Civil War through to today. To the fact is that at this very moment, there are more people in prison for petty crimes, that's for right. crimes that are under, under $10, $20. You know what I'm talking about? Like there are black people who are dead for less than what happened on January 6th. Mm -hmm. But- mm -hmm. In, in sort of one prong of this disillusion, disdain, disdain is too weak a word. I'd say this attack on democracy and this attack on our uh, system. If you missed any of the reporting on Trump's court, which not, okay, the case we're talking about, this case. <laughs> this case. This one we're talking about is the one he went to on Thursday. Uh, the, <laughs> e Carroll, the second E. Jean Carroll. He's not the first one because he already lost that. Really. Right, right, right. He keeps doing the thing. He keeps defaming her. So she had to file another one. Yes, yes, yes. This case also, what I love about what the, the judge said walking into this case, he said, look, it's been proven. A jury, 12 people have already proven that Donald Trump did this assault. So the fact that he's walking in and still defaming her is what I go, there is a disconnection here with understanding where you are in this fight. What I'm, what I'm confused about, what I don't understand is how it has been my observation that when working class people, when poor people and when black and brown people uh, show confusion over over their sentencing, the way that their confusion is corrected is through incarceration. That's right. Every time. Um, it is not a continual talking to. Uh, so for example, so on Thursday, apparently at various points reportedly, Trump remarked out loud so that the jury could hear it, so the people could hear it, to his attorney, allegedly, very loudly saying things like, uh, reportedly, she now seems to have gotten her memory back and it's false and a called the judge a nasty guy. And he used terms like con job and witch hunt. So during the lunch break, the judge said he would make Trump leave if he continued to disrupt proceedings. He said, this is from the judge, a quote, Mr. Trump has the right to be present here. That right can be forfeited and it can be forfeited if he is disruptive, which is what he has been reported to me. Mr. Trump, I hope I don't have to consider excluding you from the trial. I understand you probably, you are probably very eager for me to do that. Trump replied, I would love it. Judge said, I know you would. You just can't control yourself in, these circum in this circumstance, apparently. And the Trump reportedly muttered, you can't either. Explain to me so that <laughs> I can understand. Right. 
what would happen to my black ashy butt if I tripped up on the start of one of these sentences in a courtroom over a petty traffic violation? Can you tell me what would happen to me? You'd have a gun in your mouth. I mean, back in a back room, talking about- I wouldn't be walking out of court. I can tell you I, that. That's what I'm saying. That There was a time you'd have a gun in your mouth. If you thought, if you thought to to work these words up up out your throat in court, where they dispense law, and this is my thing, you can throw law at black people all fucking day, but Donald Trump sits there no more, and you don't know how to fucking law no. works. And I watch the pundits discuss this all day, and they keep talking about his followers and how he's doing it for his followers. And I was like, when I the number of black mothers I have seen crying in courtrooms, that's right, over the treatment of their sons, the amount of black people I've seen peacefully marching in the street over injustice to their people, and nobody has been moved to to judge any differently. Nope. By this outpouring of of desire for social just nobody, but for some reason. This particular man and these particular people, it is important that they feel heard. It is important that that no matter how much we listen to them, because they're the only thing we listen to. They're the only thing we talk about. And yet somehow we keep getting this messaging from the press and from all of these pundits saying, look, we've got it. You know, if we do this, then they'll do this. You don't care what we do in reaction to your actions against us. No. <laughs> That's not a motivator in the decision. He's sitting back going, you know, you know, if we don't get this bill passed, Biden's followers right. are gonna are going we just don't know what that 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 faction of the of the of the electorate is going to do. How you talk about we're gonna start with the word hostages and we're gonna end this podcast with the word hostages. And if anybody gets to be called a hostage. It's fucking us. Thank you. Then to go on, just to be clear, his attorneys, so-called attorneys, and one put so go on to irritate the judge even further, Judge Kagan, in one particularly charged moment, um, Haba, his attorney, uh, Ms. Haba, requested that the judge adjourn the trial because Trump wanted to attend his mother-in-law's funeral. And the, the judge had already previously denied this request because I'll just read what the judge said. He said, I will hear no further arguments on it. None. Do you understand that word? None. Please sit down yes. to this because the reality is Trump doesn't have to be at the trial. No. He wasn't at the first one at all. He's now just showing up and he doesn't have to be there. So we don't have to cancel proceedings. He just doesn't have to come, right. period. So he says that to uh, Alina Haba and she replies, I will not be spoken to that way, your honor. Well, you just were a bitch. You yes. just were. Yep. Sit your happy butt down. And she gets away with that. She then goes on to try to introduce evidence incorrectly. You have to introduce it first. You can't just show it to people. And you also cannot refer to their testimony without reading from it. You can't just say, oh, well, you said something like, like you can't, like you need, and she was doing- Right, you can't paraphrase. That, she was doing both those things. And the judge was like, you can't rewrite the rules of evidence here. I suggest you go look at them real quick before you come. I just do not, I cannot imagine. I have to listen to the press actually amplify ridiculous, unfounded calls against a prosecutor, the person that's been hired by the prosecutor in uh, Georgia, Georgia, in the 
Georgia case by Fannie Willis, I have to listen to un, unsubstantiated rumors being hurled at her about somebody's qualifications. Well, his lawyers are patently unqualified and are not following any rules of procedure in court and are not controlling their client and are not being held in any way responsible for any of that. No, no. And you're going to tell me you don't understand what... Look, if this was your kid and he was not making his bed, you'd come up with a better idea. And then this is the other thing. In in the media, acting as if this is proper, this is right, this is a, a defense at all, right? They're not defending. What they're doing is irritating. And that That's their strategy right. is to irritate the judge, the jury, every, you know, get in there and itch any situation that you possibly can, because any all and irritate. That's right. Get in there and, and, and make sure that you can delay and irritate. And if you can't delay it, irritate them, make them angry, get them mad at us. Because you know what that does? That gets other people's eyes on this situation. That's right. And that all of this is about getting to the point where they get rid of the judiciary period. That's right. Because the reality is, this isn't disdain for the system. This is an attack on it. What they are saying every day in that court and all the courts that Trump is in, what he is repeatedly making clear is, I have no respect for, nor do I recognize the authority of this institution. It is another way to tear down the institutions, the mechanisms that we use to provide democracy or our form of democracy in this country. That's what it is. So we move on to Texas, which is in full-on Texas mode. Oh, yes. Before you say that, I just want to say this one thing that he wrote about the court system. To your point, he said that it was crooked and rigged. Mm -hmm. Let yes. me say this. If we, if, if the law is crooked and rigged, right, then it's crooked and rigged for everybody. No, just him, Francis. It's then it's crooked him. and rigged for everybody. If we can't trust these elections, if we can't trust the elections, we can't trust any elections, right? If we can't trust, you know, so that's the deal. And that, and, and then if this system that we have is crooked and rigged, what system are they talking about putting in place Instead of it, who then becomes God's chosen? Who that's what I'm about to say, who becomes the arbiter of what is right and what is wrong? And what is right and what is wrong if the laws that we currently have and the system that we currently have is crooked and rigged? That those are those are to those are not right now questions, but those are fucking tomorrow questions. No, and, and and I have to say, I keep repeatedly, you know, you hear, you watch uh, the commentary shows on the news and, and what they keep talking about is how this, this sort of phrase of we're sleepwalking towards, you know, a fascist takeover. We're sleepwalking. No, we're not. Not we either. are very upset about it. What we're watching is the media, the fourth estate and the judiciary and the Republicans in Congress. All of these people work to undermine every institute. They are actively activists undermining every institution we have. The only mechanisms open to people that are legal, people are availing themselves of. Yes. But what our institutions are not doing is protecting themselves because they have traitors within them. That's right. And we and and we we have to get these people out. We have to be clear about this. So when you look at the fact that right now in Texas, mm -hmm. 
they have uh, they're try, they're setting up for a possible armed confrontation with the federal government at the border. That's right. Because Texas has decided that they get to block two and a half miles along the U.S.-Mexico border that includes an area where a woman and two children drowned. Yep. So the Texas Republican attorney who should, who's um, been accused of massive corruption and really shouldn't be in office, Ken Paxton, says the state's actions have, the state's actions have impeded operations. The letter to him from the, I'm sorry, from the uh, government says that, um, from the U.S. Border Patrol, um, says that the their actions, the state of Texas actions have impeded operations and they are unconstitutional. It cites the deaths as a part of the evidence um, because that shouldn't have happened. Uh, Texas failure to provide access to the border persists even in instances of imminent danger to life and safety. This is the letter from the Department of Homeland Security General Counsel, Jonathan Mayer. He said, Texas has demonstrated that even the most exigent circumstances will not allow Border Patrol access to the border to conduct law enforcement and emergency response activities. To respond to this, Paxton said on Wednesday, Texas will not surrender. Surrender? To what? To fucking who? Because as far as I understood, yours, this state was part of a union. That's right. And that is, I'm going to tell you something. We're having this problem on a micro and a macro level, right? Because this right. country doesn't want people to unionize, less known to have states to honestly be in this country and unionize together. Yep. It's absolutely disgusting. So, and I want to talk about the the article that I'm I'm looking at here is from CNN, and they go out of their way to not they they get they mention they talk about in the article that um there's been there have been calls to far quote far right groups to send out militia which is armed thugs mm -hmm. um armed thugs dissident armed um not even dissident that's that gives them too much credit armed terrorists wannabes. Um, to the border to help them defend against our government, against the federal government, which does have sovereignty and does have rule over this, right? So there, so they, uh, there's a group that's particularly calling for this. Now, CNN and I, and I, I don't know this, but this is what I glean is happening here. They don't give you the name of the group, and I think that that is their attempt at not doing fundraising for that right. group. Not right? publicizing them. Not publicizing them. But however, they make it incredibly easy to find them because they tell you where they're located. One of the words in the name is Patriot. Like they, they right. like literally the line is, the group is urging quotes, Patriots from across the country to go to Eagle Pass to quote, demand that elected officials honor their oath of office to defend the border against a foreign invasion, which are migrants, which isn't an invasion. Um, Groups like, and then this is what CNN, they wrote in the article, groups like this one that use Patriot as part of their names. <laughs> like they go on to give you every means to find. The, I have to stop the right there. I have to stop right there because, you know, what kills me is, and these are the very same people who will sit there in their fucking living rooms on Thanksgiving around a fucking turkey and recite how their parents or their people came here on a fucking boat. Yep. Came, uh, were immigrants and how mm -hmm. they fought and came and maybe moved out to Missouri and made a claim or this, that, and the other. But let me tell you something. Everybody, unless you are indigenous, mm -hmm. 
Your people are indigenous to this country. You're all fucking immigrants. You know what always gets me about Gone with the Wind? Hmm. Is that Scarlett's daddy's Irish. Scarlett's daddy with a thick Irish brogue, which I don't do well. I apologize. Potatoes. That's my only, that's my only. He's owning slaves, talking about his right to his land. Yep. 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 Girl, I'm telling you. I think we really, they're using this as an, and this is, I keep hearing, you know, seeing over and over again that the Republicans think immigration is a winning strategy for them in these elections, especially in these whitey wick white states like Iowa and New Hampshire, right? And that, and that this is where Nikki Haley and all them are really shining. Nikki Haley, come on now, girl, your parents are immigrants too. It is so disgusting, the biscuit making. But I, I look at, this attack on the concept of America, on on immigration, on particularly, but this is the thing, you don't see razor wire, and I actually got into a little bit of a tiff with a friend of mine today about this. You don't see razor, razor wire at the Northern border. No, you don't. Do you know how many Canadians are in this country right now working illegal, working illegally? Oh, we know a ton of them because they're actors. Illegally, but under, but but that yeah don't know and don't nobody care about it. And I think that when we look at how I also you know I object to this sort of the this discussion of these elections. I I actually ended up turning off. What's her name now? I can't believe I'm forgetting it. Not Mad Al, who's not on. Oh, who's on now? Oh, um, the, the other one. Her. I I can't think of her name, and I don't. I like. It's not her, Jen Saki. It's no. Uh, Saki I kind of like. It's, I kind of like Jen Saki too, but I kind of like her. I'm getting. I'm getting to like her more. I'm getting to like her more. Oh, what's but, her name? What's her? Well, she got a brown bob. She cute. She's very cute. I can't think of her name right now, and I don't know why. This is so old of us. My name is not Katie McGee. <laughs> is there? Katie McGee. I, it's not her I name. Think that's a, I think our friend writes a children's book that's very close to that. And I think I think so too. And Kate <laughs> McGill was uh, an agent of ours. <laughs> oh, I forgot that girl. You know she take photos now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See what happens. See, this is what you have to look forward to if you're not our age. <laughs> this is what happens. But gr- one y'all... minute we're talking about insurrection, and the next minute we're going. McGee takes photos. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> But you know what we're going to do? We're going to take our ginkgo below, but we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
$5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Welcome back. Trump escalates attacks on Nikki Haley as he seeks New Hampshire knockout. Donald Trump is seeking a knockout blow to Nikki Haley. This is one of my favorite things after Iowa when she came in third. Oh my God, this is the best. I'll do it. <laughs> I am the people's choice. I'm like, okay, can we talk about the confusion over losing? I don't know when this crept into our national discourse. We used to be really clear on what losing means. We used to really, and we really understood that losing meant not winning. And now I get that Trump, his whole thing is to critique the loss and say it didn't happen, but we moved beyond that now. Now we're at a different level of crazy where losing makes you a winner. And the people's choice. The second. And third, girl. <laughs> and like a distant from one. Be close to second, but bitch, that makes you <laughs> third. Some people's third choice, and be clear, if the first two choices disappear, that doesn't mean it's you. No. Like, that's not how this vote works. And every, every, I'm just saying, nothing tickles me more. Like, I was like, I'm watching this Iowa bullshit, first of all. Oh, my God. First of all. I don't know what kind of tomfoolery river dance voting system the fuck this is. Oh, I saw, you know what I saw? I saw numbers operations. I didn't see caucusing. Thank you. I Thank you. saw 535 in box. Right. Box, 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 it. box, box it. 29 on Trump. And then, you know, put me five Give me that. on Haley. I got a bid whisk from last week. <laughs> Just making shit up. Oh. With all the uh, bravado, with all the you. gravitas of somebody who had won, had the audacity to come out with her <laughs> third place, sorry ass finish, talk about I'm the people's choice. What kills me also is, is that you have a, a, you don't even have a snowball's chance of winning. And what you're hoping to stay in just long enough to maybe have some kind of showing in maybe three states. <laughs> Yeah, and that maybe if the guy who's winning by a line, landslide goes to jail and they decide that that means he can't be president, both of those things have to happen before you're anywhere near having the chance to possibly win, and you can't. You're nowhere near it. If you were running against yourself, you would both lose, and we'd go without a president. I believe people would not vote at all. That's right. That's like, right. And that is what every poll shows. But this is what the reason I, you know, wanted to talk about this because Trump escalating his attacks. You know what the escalation is? Hmm. It's not talking about um, her, her, you know, uh, record. 
as a governor or as any other of the positions she's held. Um, it's not about it's not about addressing any possible malfeasance in her past. It's not about addressing any association she may or may have not had. Um, it's calling her by her actual first name. Because that's a fucking no. Because you know why? Because that's her. That's who she's trying to win from. That's people right. who Trump is confident, as am I. This is something Trump and I agree on is confident that there are people who don't know that Nikki Haley is not white. That's right. And let me tell you something. This is a winning strategy for him. It, it absolutely worked against is. Barack Hussein Obama. It didn't it didn't keep him from office, but it it survives. But it avail it elevated him. Yes, and it attracted did all Trump. the yep. people that he yep. wanted. And this is that same strategy. I will it's use her name. He straight up said it. That's right. While having an immigrant parent himself, he has said, he repeated or reposted a tweet, promoted a tweet where somebody said that because her parents were immigrants, she couldn't be president, which is not how that works. She was born in this country and is in fact a citizen. However, in no way does saying Nimarata, which is her actual first name, mm -hmm. somehow a slight. It only is an attack if you agree with the idea that being Indian is bad or wrong. There you go. And and the article doesn't even critique that premise or talk about the overt racism of the situation. You know, and I heard Lawrence O'Donnell on Mama's show on Thursday morning. And, um, and you know, he said he, it was really interesting because this is something that I scream, that we scream all the time. He went, he said, you know, in the past, we have allowed a level of racism and we didn't take it seriously nope. enough. And and we just thought, you know, and, and and I remember all my life I've heard he's a little bit racist, as if that's some sort of there's some sort of continuum on which racism is okay. Yeah. And or, you know, my uncle, he just is that way, but we just don't listen. And now he's like, I didn't realize how many people in this country were racist and just how racist they were and how stupid they were. And it's been a shock to me. I go, not to me. We have been telling you for years, these people are just stone cold racist and you didn't want to hear it. You don't want to believe what they tell you or what they show you. And here it is. When you call Nikki her name, Nimrata or however you say it, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it, I am. When you call her that, that may be enough to get people in that party to not vote for her. That's right. That That's a cudgel. These are wedge issues. And let me, um, let me back up all of this and say they've got us talking fucking wedge issues, okay? Meanwhile, yep. you know, what is the state of your child's education? What is the state of, the, of Social Security? What is the state? of our fucking your production, own uh, your yep. own, you know, production in this country. These are things I want to get out of these social issues like this in voting and get into the needs of the fucking people. And we never get there. Well, and Lawrence O'Donnell's, yeah. Well, we can't. We absolutely can't with this election, and I won't even allow it in the discussion because the reality is, what's on the what's on the debate right now is not about policy. We're not talking about whether or not we're going to have Head Start. We're talking about whether or not you're going to be allowed to have a head. That's we're right. talking about about actual autonomy. We're talking about actual rights, and I mean basic human rights. We're talking about democracy. That's what's on the ballot. All these other issues. When I had to watch, what's her name? Uh, Rachel? No, Wagner. Something Wagner. Uh huh. Alex Wagner. 
Woo, that was too hard there for you both go. of us. I apologize. There you go. Um, Alex Wagner, I she I was infuriated, as you know I get, yelling at the screen because she had Elizabeth Warren on and they were talking about the attack, um, the destruction of our abortion rights. And and she was going on about, you know, the electorate and what it means in Iowa when this little small ass percentage of dummies came out and voted, and yet they say that abortion rights, and I was like, Are you kidding me? These mm -hmm. people aren't voting based on issues. Like they're voting based on I hate black and brown people. Yeah. I want a white ethno state. That is the like, and I know that nobody wants to hear that. And I know that people for some reason don't want to believe it, no matter how many times they get we show it to you and they show it to you themselves. When calling Nikki by her first name is an insult, that why do I need to say this? I know. Because you know what? And 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 I hear the <laughs> the pleading in your voice. I can't, I can't, Francis. I can't. I, let me, I, I wanna, first of all, I wanna acknowledge that, that I hear the pain. Do you hear it? I, I hear it, girl. I, it's, it's, I, I hear just, it. I'm frustrated because they did. I know. I don't know what else to say to people. You, this is the thing, don't, just, <laughs> we cannot act like these people aren't who they are. I know, I know, I, Angela, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. No, I'm serious. It's just, and it's just the, the idea that, that, that Nikki Haley, so we go on to this, this Iowa, we go on to the Republican primary. And what we basically are seeing, and I've never seen this in any other area in my life, is all this coverage of people who cannot win. Like, I do not <laughs> understand. At least when it was Ramaswamy, it was entertaining. That's right. We were in it for the entertainment. And let me tell you something, what I loved about Ramaswamy. None of us knew we wanted, we all knew that he was a summer fling. Okay. Yeah. He wasn't even a summer fling. He was a couple no, weeks. We never even learned how to really say his name. No, never, ever. But we were in it for the fun. Okay. So let's just enjoy this little crazy ass ride. That's right. You know, but now you, you, and, and I really need people to be careful about how they talk about Nikki Haley. She is the worst. She's awful. I, she is so the absolute biscuit making worst. I cannot for the life of me understand anyone thinking that she's some sort of rational alternative. This, this bitch Angela, can I cannot just... show up to call a spade a spade no. and not a black person. What I can guarantee you before she will ever be the nomination, they will find Sununu or Sanuku or what? Not, what one of them? You Sununu. know, Sununu. No, he he's not Republican, is he? He ain't Republican. What are you what, what are you trying to get to? But what I'm saying is, is that they're gonna find some white male Republican oh. governor way before they allow Nikki. Nikki Haley is running and getting money, and what she's doing right she's now, she's the people's choice. There we go. What she, her presence, just like what Chris Christie was there, was there to make sure that somebody was attacking Trump because nobody else would. And I don't even think he was that effectively attacking him. No, like, he really wasn't. But it was once I saw what he was doing, I was like, oh, this is, I did say. format a better attack than that. He was so phoning it in. Phoning it in. What Nikki Haley is there for is the representation of else and one and female. She is, ain't nobody going to vote for her. No. They're not going to put her up. No. She, this is, this is mythological. This is, this is, I don't take her, I don't take her seriously, even as seriously as she take herself. No, not at all. Not at all. Because what I know, and it's not because I don't think she 
could do the job or this and that. What I know is the people who need to vote for ain't going to vote for her. Because they're racist. <laughs> they're sexist and racist. Angela, those people wouldn't let us vote for Hillary Clinton. That's what I'm saying. There's no way. And so I just, I can't. I can't. She keeps thinking, you know, every time I see her talk, I'm less and less persuaded. But when I, but I'm going to tell you for me, I'm the people's choice is such a, let me have that mirror. Let me have that mirror for one, for one hour before I go out into the world so that I am more confident in my every, in my every choice. Because the, the, the fact, I don't know how you lose so decisively <laughs> and come out with this opinion like i'm like this is wonderment well you know what the, oh this is what i let me feel this way about my upper arms please <laughs> jesus in the name of all that is holy so i can wear a, a a strappy dress what i've learned from the republicans in the last eight years almost eight years is reframe 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 everything Okay, but Francis, can I just say this though? This what? is the thing. When people used to do that spin, because reframe is like spin, right? Right. But but reframe is even better than spin. You well, wish this thing, spin. I think there's gotta be a word behind reframe, because reframe says that you're changing the framework, but the thing inside is the same. Right? <laughs> right. But if the thing inside was I lost and the frame is I won, those are in they're indirect. They're not that's not a reframe. that's a whole different like that's a reincarnation. This is where I'm I'm gonna say, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, no, I'm gonna invite you into the Kalia Herlinski reframe. Oh Jesus, I'm so glad you don't work for any of these campaigns. <laughs> okay. Because you would do a phenomenal job. Because the truth is, and I'm gonna tell you what the what their what their frame is. See, you are going from a frame of beginning to end. Mm -mm. The their frame they're working from is the whole continuum, right? And so for them, losing in this one battle is not losing. But it is. That's how this battle works. Mm -mm. There is no. Mm -mm. <laughs> it's just like, you know how like, like you go, you, you, they, they go, they do the game and the game is over. They say, oh, the people that won one, they don't go, we'll revisit this after the next game. That's, they go, this that's game, exactly. they lost. That's exactly. They lost this game. <laughs> that's exactly. Because at the end of the day, Opening the apertures, and we're talking about a panoramic view. I'm getting hives. Angela, okay? I'm getting we're hives. talking about a panoramic view of reality. Not, My lung is closing up. <laughs> not a singular <laughs> static picture of something that happened in Iowa, Angela. I'm looking for my EpiPen. <laughs> Where's my EpiPen? You know I'm telling you the truth. It doesn't make any sense. Okay? You know what? Um, this is the thing that I need to say. This. I miss my Nicole Wallace. I'm not right. I need her to come back. Okay, let's stop here. The fuck here. Where the fuck is Nicole Wallace? Girl, she had a baby. Well, she didn't give she birth baby? to the baby. They had a surrogate. Ah. So she's been gone for like 10 or 11 weeks. And I don't know how long his maternity leave is. And generally I'm for it, but I would like to rescind it in her case. Got you, got you, got you. I can't you. live like this. I can't live like this. I like... only got Rachel one day a week and then Nona, y'all are just trying me and I, I need somebody to calm me the fuck down. Well, you know, yeah, Nicole is gone and I don't like Ari in the seat. 
I don't either. Melbourne? But I've never been, I like Ari as a guest. I love Ari as a guest. I don't want to watch him do he's the so, traffic. Ugh. I don't like him doing in traffic control. Yeah, and he's so, he's, it's just way too like teachery. Like it's very, there's this sort of arrogance to it. And then also I think he's really, his joke, he's overly glib in ways that I don't appreciate. And I really don't give a fuck about his hip hop knowledge. There, I've said it. I'm happy for him. You know what? I've got, I've, I've, I've got, I've done. I don't think it makes him more qualified to do the news. It does. I don't call me crazy. It makes him a little bit more fun. It used to. Now, yeah, it's just this shit is not funny. It's that forced. Way. Yeah, it's really forced. Like they'll be in the middle. They'll be talking about a school shooting. He'll be like, like Tone Loke <laughs> once said, and you're like, dude, not now. So we can we can go on. We should do a podcast that's just critiquing MSNBC because we could do this all day. We really could. We could do this all day. Moving on to other lack of respect AIE attacks on on the institutions of our democracy. Representative Dan Goldman, or good guy, Democrat of New York, he announced uh, the other day that he's going to file a formal censure of Representative Elise Stefanik, who I swear to you, it's worse. And how do these people find a lower? Well, like I am, I, you got to tip your hat when you reach, when you reach the earth's core and go, no, there's gotta be something below this. Yeah. Like she, uh, he is making a, uh, a, a formal filing, a formal censure of her to condemn her and condemn is a strong word, but to censure her for referring to the, uh, domestic terrorist insurrectionists of January 6th as hostages. What I really don't understand is how this group of people who were running afraid for their lives, girl. I'm snapping. That was, I mean, every time they show those men and and there's a Republican uh, representative with all the the guards standing there at the door, holding Mm -hmm. people off with guns, afraid. Mm-hmm. Running with gas hood things on. And you got the nerve to turn around? And you know what I really, and I I completely agree with these other people. Let that mob happen again and we'll see what the Capitol Police do this time. That's right. They'll shoot them and kill them. And I was just about to say, you think about the hundreds of, of Capitol Police who were physically, mentally, spiritually harmed, killed, killed, attacked, attacked. And then you got to go to work every fucking day to protect the people who are saying the people who harmed you and me and me, the, this country, all that stuff. And and I need people to stop saying they tried to, they succeeded in bringing about the first non destroying our record of having a nonviolent transfers of power. They succeeded in slowing down. And in fact, for a period of time, stopping the democratic process, they succeeded in those things. They didn't try to do them. They succeeded. If they had been, if they're going to take over the entire government, that's where they'd failed. But I don't think that they even thought they'd get in the building. Yep. I don't think they were even confident about that in any major way, but that doesn't mean that they shouldn't, that they wouldn't have been happy to do so if they'd been able to get it together. But the reality here is to have taken that protection and then say that they were the people who were being wronged, the the insurrectionists. 
And I think he's absolutely right because to me, this is crying f- fire in a crowded movie theater. Mm-hmm. Say calling those people hostages, giving as he put it, aid and cover, which is in the law, right, which is in the rules, aid and comfort to these people who are domestic terrorists who did actually stop the peaceful transfer of power in this country makes her, uh, in my view, a criminal. Well, and this is this is my big thing, and I think that's this is the thing we've been kind of walking around in this entire podcast in some way, form, or fashion, which is when white people, a certain class of white people do things, we don't look at it seriously. No. We don't. We don't take it seriously. No, when white people riot in Detroit after a hockey game, it's called the out-of-control party goers. Out of control party goers that got a little excited when black people peacefully march and protest the killing of an asleep unarmed black woman. That's a riot. And so I don't, this is, we need to come up with definitions of what people do and are doing. And what is, and again, we are so fuzzy about the law an application of the law. These people don't want the application of the law to apply to people who harm them. That's right. You know, and which is why you can have the state comes along and says you are a problem because often victims are so victimized. And to me, If I pulled back, if I did not know this situation, if you were telling me about a relationship, about this sounds like a woman, the GOP sounds like a woman who is afraid to talk about her attacker. When I hear about the the senators- I think that's kind. And I'm going to say, when I hear about the senators who would not indict Trump, Right? Because they were afraid for their lives and their families' lives. They were afraid. We, For me, why didn't that come out? Why aren't we talking about that? Why isn't that part of the discussion? I don't think it I don't think it's necessarily true. I think that they are afraid. Yeah, but the reality here is that these are members of Congress. They can get protection. They aren't your they're not me and you. They have protection. They can get more. I think that the reality is that a lot of these people agree with that agenda. The, and and here's regardless of whatever They don't like that they got caught up in the violent part of it, but they like the agenda. I know they love the agenda. But here we are this is my issue is in this system, we have people saying, if I wanted to vote that way, I couldn't. That's a problem. Well, yeah, but they've had this opportunity way before January 6th. That's right. You know, when you have like... people in the system saying, I am, I do not feel, I'm going to hear that literally what they're saying. They're saying, I literally feel unsafe. I feel like I would be killed or that there would be violence against me from this base of people if I did what was right. Yeah, and I don't trust the system. Protect me because there are traitors in the system. We have, to me, and we, 
Nobody's ever, we heard about it, but who stopped to deal with it? We, I like, we've said this before. It's been a while since we've said it, but when January 6th happened, I really do feel like, and I know that people, it's the government and there are a lot of issues around this, but that those people should have gotten mass counseling. Like you think about had that happened in any other work environment, mm -hmm. they wouldn't be back at work that night. And thank God they were. I'm glad they did do that. But the reality is that they haven't, to my knowledge, if they've gotten any kind of help around this, they've done it individually on their own. It's pure there's trauma. There's been no, yeah. And there's and and the fact is that the members of the Congress there who who gave aid to this movement, this this insurrection, they should be thrown out. I don't know why you have to work next to somebody who took these people on a tour of the offices the day before. That's like, right. I don't like, like it's in, in any other situation, those people wouldn't be allowed back in office. Do you know, they, we have, they have suspended coaches of NFL teams on suspicion of using codes, seeing the secret signals. Okay, yeah. without the proof, they just suspend them. But we won't take a congressperson, a member of the House, and suspend them, make them not come into office while we investigate whether or not they were involved in an insurrection. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And and we would for anything else. They have, anything censured, else. They have censured a representative for pulling a fire alarm. He is That's being right. censured more than any of these people, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Jim Jordan, any of them that we strongly suspect, if not outright know, were involved in this insurrection. And that is our final word. And now it's time for emails. Let's go get your emails. Thank you for writing us at frangela08 at gmail.com. We really appreciate it. Yes. We love hearing from you. This is from Big Tone, 1970. Said, please keep the awesomeness you both project. As we get closer to November, I know you ladies will be in the trenches fighting for us all. Just know I love you both. We love you too. We love you too. And thank you. These are the kind of messages that get me through. Thank you. This next one is from Peter R. And the title was Renaming Micro Idiots. How about artisanally curated archive of idiocy? Ooh. It's fancy. It's very fancy. That's very fancy. But I tell you what, I, I will raise you. I love that. I'm going to put that on the list. And if anybody else happens to have something better than Secret Stash, well, why don't you give us a little ready right? Let give us, us a know. Little ready right. Give us a little ready right. We're renaming everything. It's not writing us anymore. It's called really writing us. That was a great idea. Maybe we'll come up with a, a new one. Tell you that way. At frangela08 at gmail.com. And, and this is from Alex. Thank you, Alex. Ladies, you graced my inbox with that amazing video wishing me a happy birthday. I cannot tell you how much it made me smile. I'm always telling people they need your podcast. Your take on the stupid and bring current events with humor. I wish we could have been at Sexy Liberal in San Francisco this weekend. The meet and grope is such a good time. Can't wait to listen to some more stupid. Sending you both lots of love and hugs. Thank you again for the amazing video. You are welcome, Alex. We love you and happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to all our Capricorn friends. I'm Frances Callier. I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela. Thank you so much for listening to The Final Word. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. 
How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every Every time you buy gas, use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.